Hello, hello, hello. Are y'all ready? It's day four. Creating demand workshop. Let's go. All right. Let me fix my mic while everybody is joining. If you're already on, if you're one of the early people let on the call, go ahead and post or post comment in the Q&A box and tell me, me too, I'm super excited for day four too. Um, tell me what your favorite thing is that you learned so far in this week together that we've spent. Uh, Christina, I applied to Tuner K Mastermind. It was accepted last night. Yeah, you were. Welcome to the party. We're going to do this every single week and we're going to make you lots of money. Um, I am in demand. Yes. I love seeing you every day. Your energy is awesome. Listen, this is one of the most important reasons that we get coached and we join things like this container here, join 200K or 2K or whatever it is for you. Being in the space of someone who believes and thinks more abundantly than where you are, it's the most important thing ever. I was just thinking about, I think I have, I think I have like, um, what do you call this foam on my mouth? <laughs> I have the most luxurious looking coffee drink right now. Does this look amazing? I'm like, it looks so yummy. Um, this is one of the things I was thinking about. I just signed up for a mastermind with my coach called reinvention and I'm doing a $30 million reinvention of my business. I'm so excited. So many of the things that all of you have told me on this call, I'm creating and setting up my business in a way to really help all of you get across the finish line with wherever you are and whatever your needs are. So I'm so excited for the next year of my business. But one of the things that's so beneficial is just being in the space where my coach has more abundant thoughts and more experience than me. And some of the things that she says are just like, they open my brain in a way that have, hasn't been opened and I get new results because of that. So I want to share with you all when we're thinking about I am in demand. I was just coaching $2 million group this morning. We meet every week and coach. And one of my students is doing a live event in January. And I told her that she needed, she was selling one of her offers. She has two. And I told her she needed to be prepared to sell both of them. I said, even if you're still X amount of weeks away from selling your next offer, you need to be prepared in some way to sell both of those things. Because I told her that the demand in the industry right now, and what I'm seeing from my own trainings and my colleagues and my clients, the demand has never been higher for coaching. And people are, I just went to Life Coach Live with my coach and people were like, she was selling so many different things because people just wanted to buy all the things. Right. And so that was what I was explaining to her is like, people want to literally buy all the things right now. It is, there's just never been a time I feel like where coaching has been so popular and so demanded. And I said, you're going to have people who are demanding to work with you at every level. You're going to have people who want to, they're there to buy your foundational level, but they also need your advanced level and you need to sell them both at the same time. And I was just the way that I was framing the level of demand that is going to be waiting for her when she does this event. She was like, this just broke my brain. And I really do think that as coaches, all of us, this is our work is to lean forward, lean into the idea that so many people are demanding our work. And then the, the offerings that we make, the level that we show up, um, how fast we move to get ready for that demand. Oh, excuse me. Um, how fast we get ready to move and, and take like how fast we move to prepare for that demand. And, and what's the word I'm looking for, but um, usher that demand in, make room for that demand in our business really changes the more we believe it. We move so much faster. Like I want you all to think about the days where you're working, where everything feels really slow. And like, maybe you're moving through mud or you're up against a lot in order to try to make an offer. That's only because of where your brain is and believing that people are waiting and want to throw money at you and pay you right now. When you actually believe that, like I've been telling my team, I'm like, guys, we have to move faster than this. We've got to move quickly. We have to work hard. We have to move quickly because every second we don't, people aren't, coaches aren't out in the world making money. 
we, they want what we have to offer. They want more than what we have to offer. And we need to fill that for them. We need to make that happen for them because they're waiting. They want to make a lot of money and our coaching is, is different than anything in the industry right now. And we have the ability to help them do it. So let's go. And I am always pushing my team to just like, how, like how much more can we produce? How much faster, how much more energy can we bring? Because it really is that people want what we have to offer. And every day that we're not thinking that we're moving slow, we're not getting things done. We're not putting the offers out and people aren't getting helped. And I want you to think about that for yourself too, is every day that you're in a low value cycle, every day your people aren't getting helped and they need the help. They want the help. They're willing to pay for the help, right? This, I hope this week has like shed light on that for you, but there is such an importance to doing this work on a regular basis so that your brain lives in the natural place of people are demanding my work and I've got to get my act together to scoop it up and to be ready for it and to make room for them and to accommodate them. That's what I was thinking of is accommodate, right? I my job becomes less about marketing and selling and convincing and trying to explain to people what coaching is and why my offer is so important. It becomes less of that and it just becomes purposeful hard work in a high value cycle to accommodate all of the people who want to work with you and need to work with you. And think about if accommodate is what you're mostly doing in your business. You're finding ways to accommodate more people. You're finding um, ways to accommodate more needs, right? This training, this five-day training was a way to accommodate a need for my audience. If I hadn't been thinking there was demand and there was need, I would have never created it. And you all wouldn't have come here to spend this time with me. The same is true for your audience as well. I love all of the, I am in demand mindset is everything. Yeah, it really is. Now, listen, I am the first to tell you, I am not typically a coach who's going to say, well, what do you think? And how are you, what do you need to believe to create this result? I love to give actionable steps, simple, doable steps from where you are right now. I love to coach on the action line. I love to give strategy, all of my programs, 2K, 200K, $2 million group. We are talking about not just what to think, but what to actually do and why. And the way I have my program set up is I teach this is what you do. And here's how I think about it. That, that tells me that has me telling you, this is what you should do, right? Like, I'm not just going to tell you what to do and not tell you how to think about it. I'm going to tell you both what to do and how to think about it. Right. But mindset is actually everything. It is actually how we create results and you can have all of the strategy in the world, but you just feel like you're overworking and burning out when that isn't producing results because your brain is not in alignment with the actions you're taking. It's not on board. It feels like force. It feels like have to, should. It feels terrible. And like, I, I was talking to one of my masterminds, I think this was 200K this week about this, is like, when you take action only, solely, from a place of I need to, it feels terrible all of the time versus I want to, I choose to. One of the things I told my 200K mastermind, actually this week I said, um, she said, one of the students had said like, um, watching you sell the way you need to sell if when you need to sell something is like, she just kept saying, she said need. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting that you think I need the sales. What if we never need the sales? What if we only take action from a place of we want to accommodate more people coming in? We want to do that, it's from desire. There's so much less friction in your workday because of that. And I know I keep saying that, but I really want to present to you the idea that your workday, what you, the time you spend working can be enjoyable. It can be fun. It can be desirable. It can be energetic. It doesn't have, if you're having low energy around working, it's because your brain is not focusing on accommodating all of the influx of clients who want to work with you. Making decisions from the thought there is a line out the door. Yes. So good. Yeah. The, seeing how old thoughts are not serving. Like, listen, when we realize a thought isn't serving us, we most often just let it go. We just stop thinking it. Even if it's a true, it feels true. Just don't say the sentences in your brain that make you, that take you away from believing that people are demanding to work with you right now. All right. I want to dive into the coaching, but first I want to, I want to offer this and I'm going to point you all in this direction when we coach today. 
But something else that I want you to pay attention to is when you are making offers and when you are writing to people, whether that's on Facebook or in an email, or if you're doing a Facebook Live or an Instagram Live or a webinar or a training like this, whenever you're speaking to your audience, when you believe the thought that I am in demand and people are waiting and they are desiring to pay me and they're excited and they're anticipatory and they're like, come on, let's go, right? When you imagine that people are thinking that and feeling that way about your work, here's what happens. Your offer becomes very simple. You make a simple offer. And what I mean by that is you say less words and the words you say are more clear versus a complicated, confusing offer that tends to come from the thought that people don't want it, or I have to find people. There aren't very many people listening. And so I have to convince them to want it or to listen. And when you have that train of thought, you write more words. Your copy tends to be very long and very confusing. And when I say copy, I just mean the words you're writing. The things you're saying tend to be long. Like when I ask someone, a coach, what they do, and they give me an entire like paragraph in their brain, what I know is their offer isn't simple. And it's not simple because they're not waiting. They're not believing someone's trying to pay them right now. When someone's trying to pay you right now, you're like, this is what I do. I help people get the results they want. I help people work less and make more money. I help people lose weight. I help people save their marriage. I help people get married in six months or less. I help people um, lose 20 pounds, right? Whatever it is, it's like, it's so easy to say what you do when you believe there are people out in the world who want that. Even if you're a general life coach, even if you're, you coach everybody on everything. Listen, I'm actually what, what we call in the industry, a general life coach. I coach every, everybody on everything. Everybody's got something different they want in their life. I help them get it. Do you see the difference in my clarity in my energy when I talk about it? When you feel like you have to talk for a really long time and it's over explain, it's because your brain thinks it's overly complicated. And I just want to offer, I know it may not seem that way, but when your brain over makes it overly complicated, I think it's, I really attribute it back to you're just not thinking about the person in front of you right now, wanting to pay you right now, right? And so I want to just offer that and I want to like do some coaching on this. I think I gave this example already, but um, my client who was doing five different coaching times and five different groups, she was making her offer itself so complicated from the belief that people weren't going to be resourceful and just show up at the time that she offers to get what they want. She wasn't believing they wanted it that bad. You have to believe that they're waiting outside your door lined up in the cold, shivering, dying to get in, and they're willing to wait all night. When you're in that space, the way you show up is completely different. Let's find out how that's true. Are y'all ready? If you haven't been coached yet, raise your hand. Let's do it. All right. Let's see. Um, Raphael Saler. Saler. Oh, this is so fun. Piper says, I'm in demand. Um, I went to a consult yesterday after the call and she paid today. This has changed. This thought has changed the game for me. So good. All right. What you got? Let's hear it. Hi. Um, Hi. Okay. I'm, um, I'm super confused. Um, I had my goal. I hit my goal. So I have now 20 people. I'm so great. Super, okay. Yeah. So I'm a general life coach. Okay. And um, I have since uh, two weeks uh, opened a waiting list and okay. I have seven people on it. Okay. And I'm like, oh my God, I was not uh, prepared to that so quickly. Okay. Uh, so one thing is, my price I would like to, to, because it's not super expensive. I said what you did, I mean, 2K for 2K. So I made it very not coachable for me. Very, it's no brainer. Like you don't and, have to coach on your price. Yeah. You're just like, yeah. no brainer. Lovely. Okay. Yeah. But now I'm like, 
Mm, okay, it's not super sustainable for me to have 20 people in that yeah. price. Yeah. We're going to raise your prices. How fun is yeah. that? What? I said, how fun is that? Uh-huh. <laughs> right? You guys only think it's not fun and it's scary when you're think you're not thinking about a line of people waiting at yeah. the door wanting to pay you that price. Yeah. Like you guys get, I want to be, I want you guys to be very careful here. You all, what you do in your brain is you think there's a special price and a special offer, a, a right price, a right offer that will have the people lining up the door versus there is my offer, how much I'm charging. And there is demand for that no matter what. So what's your raised price going to be? I, uh, the one that I find myself like, okay, maybe I could go there would be three, uh, uh, three, five, zero, zero. Now it's for six months, um, 2,200. Okay. But I, I, it's like, it's a big step for me, but at the same time, I'm like, it's nothing for six months. And I, I think the price I would like to. Yeah. What if it's just not be, a big step for you? Yeah. I would love 5k. I would find that 5k is the right price, but I'm, I'm not ready for asking that. Okay. So let's go with 3,500. Okay. I want you to imagine all seven people on your wait list say yes to paying you $3,500. Yeah, I think it's possible. And by the way, I started for all y'all listening. I made a hundred K my first year of coaching with coaching 20 people a week. And I started out charging what you were charging. I think like $2,400 for six months. That's four. It's a hundred, basically a hundred dollars a week, $2,600 for six months, right? So I just want to offer that you're in a lovely place, right? It may not, you may not want to sustain it, but this is a good start. Okay. But now let's just imagine that the seven people on your wait list, and I also want to offer if there's seven people on your wait list, there's probably 21 people who actually want to be on your wait list. Are you guys noticing what I'm doing here? I'm thinking bigger than what the numbers actually say. I was just telling someone that like, whatever it is that your max, whatever, when you guys sell, like, let's just say it's a launch. When you guys go to sell your offers, there's an, a certain amount of offers you make. Okay. So let's say you send out seven emails and you make seven offers, whatever the amount of offers that you make, I want you to imagine that you really need to make 10 times that. For everyone who's waiting in line to be able to hear you. It's like the joke, say it again for those that are in the back. That's really what it is. So if you have seven people on your wait list, I guarantee you there are people all the way at the back of your line that didn't hear that there was even a wait list. So the more you start talking about that wait list, the louder you talk about that wait list, the more people are going to want to clamor to get on that wait list right? But I want you to imagine, so there's way more than seven for sure, way more, but let's just imagine that seven people are in line and they want to pay you today $3,500 to coach them for six months. Mm -hmm. They're dying for you to make that offer. But it, yeah, I, I, I know, don't, don't tell me the, but yeah. just sit with it for a second. Yeah, I want yeah, you yeah. to just sit with it that they're dying for you to make that offer to them today. They don't even want you to wait till tomorrow. They want you to say, I have room on my calendar. I want to get on the phone with all of you. I have some spots opening up. I know you want them. I want to make sure that you get them before someone else. I want you to just sit with that for a second. Confusion only happens when you're not sitting with that and you're not believing that to be true. So before we entertain any, but, 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 but let's just imagine that seven people just told you yes to $3,500. Now what? 
I can't believe that I, I just deal with some thoughts about I'm a bad person to ch charge that, you know. And I know it seems ridiculous. You can't keep that thought. Price. You can't believe that thought and believe that people really want to pay you that amount at the same time. So which sentence do you want to entertain the most? Like your brain, you know how I said um, earlier in the training, like a couple of days ago, I said, your brain just offers you sentences every day. And we just decide that all of those sentences are true. Your brain has offered you that you're a bad person if you charge them $3,500. And you just decided, oh, brain, great story. That was a good sentence. Thanks for offering it to me. I'll go ahead and keep thinking it. It's just optional. I want you to know it's optional to choose that thought because I have people that pay me $25,000 and they're so excited. They're like so happy to do it. They're like, this is the best feeling ever. It's like, I just paid $50,000 for my coaching. And I was like, yes, let's go. Yeah, I know. If I had them, I would be so happy to pay you. <laughs> right. So they're yeah. so happy to pay you. Yeah, maybe I don't believe that enough. Okay. When you believe that enough, you're not entertaining this other thought that you're a bad person if you charge them $3,500. You're also not entertaining confusion. You just know exactly what to do. They're on your wait list. They want to work with you. They want to pay you. By the way, they unless you've told them, they probably don't even know what you charged before. Yeah, I think they know because it's in my website. So some of them don't look, but most of them, they, they, they might they know. They don't look. They don't look. They don't know. And even if they do, I want to offer for all of you who are thinking about raising your prices, did you know that your clients could be excited about you raising your price? Yeah. People are excited to pay for things that, they, that it matches the value that they mm -hmm. perceive. Yeah. For example, I'm going to give you this perfect example from yesterday. I'm scrolling on Instagram, shopping from Christmas, and I come across this sweater that is so cool looking. And I'm like, I would wear this sweater. And then I click on it and it's $60. And for the where my brain is in this station in life, my thought was, oh, that can't be the kind of quality I'll be looking for. Right? So there are people who, if you underprice yourself to, to a degree and they believe it's worth more, they're going to be like, oh. And I've, what I've seen in 2K for 2K is people have come in and their clients will literally tell them. Someone just posted, it was either in 2K or 200K, but someone posted that they offered a free session and their, the person that took them up on it was like, why are you doing this for free? Like they felt like it was weird. Right? There have been so many, I mean, more than a hundred situations where clients have raised their prices and the people who are re-upping have said, oh, good. Yes. This feels more like you. When I would raise my prices, I would have my clients do that. They'd be like, yes. They feel like it's an up level for them. They feel like it's an up level for you. And they love to be like, people love to be in the space of other people who are up leveling. Right? Like, I just want you guys to like, try this thought on people demand that I raise my prices. Okay. They want me to raise my prices. I know that so many of you are like, whoa, now that's too far. You went too far. You've lost me. But I've just seen so many instances where that is what people have said. So it has to be true. Maybe it's not true for everyone. Of course, you're going to have people that are like, oh, I wish your price was the same. But you're, if you're focusing on the people who want your price to be where you're going to be, they think that that is more natural when they think of you and they think of paying you. Those are the people you want to think about when you're thinking about the people lined up to work with you. So I can, for the people on the wait list, I can tell them, okay, my price has changed and it's now. No, you just say, this is my price. Okay. You don't even talk about changing it. If they happen to bring it up, if they happen to mention it and be like, oh, on your website, it said this. And they're like, oh yeah, I'm just full right now. I don't have any spots available. So I have to increase my prices because I don't, I don't, 
have any spaces available. It's a demand thing. I'm so in demand. You know what happened? This is the best example. You guys think that I'm just like blowing smoke up your ass and I promise you I'm not. How many of you, I'd be curious, who are on this call have overpaid for a car in the last two years? The demand with the pandemic for cars, for car parts, went up, like went, like the, the manufacturing halted. So the inventory went down, the supply went down, the demand skyrocketed, and people wanted cars. So they were willing to pay more than the car was worth. I actually, we lease all of our, our cars because I just like to get rid of them after three years. And so I turned in my convertible, my, I have a, an Audi S5 convertible and I turned it in for a new one. And we're such good customers that we got like the only new car that they got in for the entire month. And they were like, it's yours. Which one do you want? And I got to pick out a new S5. My husband went to turn it in. They paid us to turn it in $11,000. They paid us to give it back after three years. And they sold it before the car had even been cleaned and before my husband even left the lot. When demand is high, people will spend money. They will spend lots and lots and lots of money. They will pay, like, it's exciting. Like, it's literally like, like, they're like, oh, we can't keep cars on the lot. If one comes in, it's gone. We ordered a car and we changed our mind and said we didn't want it anymore. And they sold it for more money than we were going to pay the next day. So people actually, like, they will pay. If they know you're in demand and they know that your price is raised because you're in demand, they're going to pay it because they want something that's in demand. It feels great to buy something that's in demand. And they want it. They don't want to miss out. No one wants to miss out. I've offered you 1,000 thoughts. I want you to try, I want you to watch this back, but try these sentences on. Don't let yourself go to but, but, but. Just try each one on and sit with it. What if Stacy's right? What if that's true? Even if it's not me. Sometimes you guys use that um, against yourself and you're like, well, I would never. Who cares? It's not about your pocket and it's not about your spending habits. It's about other people's. When I was broke, I signed a lot of people who had a lot of money, much more money than I had, right? Just for everyone listening. So what would it be like if all seven of those people were like, oh, you're in such demand, you have no spots, how much is it? It's 3,500, I'm in. I wanna make sure that I get a spot though. So how do I, do I pay you right now? Don't, don't give my spot away. Like, can you imagine? Like, that is things people say. Don't give my spot away. <laughs> Just okay. let it sink in. Yeah. Okay. I don't even want you to walk yourself into it. I want you to just explore. I know these are brand new thoughts that you've never thought before, but I want you to be willing to spend the rest of the day exploring if that could be true. And not just for me or Audi, but for you. People want things that they want. They want to be, first of all, they're on your wait list. They want to work with you. And I guarantee you they don't want to lose you and the chance to work with you to someone else. Because you also have 20 people who are going to want to re-up with you too, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You sign a couple people at 3,500, you might change your mind about that 5,000. Right? You have 27 people hmm. who are like hands raised, want to pay you. Hmm. And if you keep talking about how in demand you are, likely other people are going to want to get in on that too. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I know that I just threw a lot at you, but I want you, I don't even want you to let yourself argue with it. I want you to just explore it. I want you to try it on. Like you don't have to keep those thoughts, but just try it on and explore who you would be and how you would handle moving forward and raising your prices and the way you would explain raising your prices to someone. Maybe all of you do this exercise. 
especially if you are going to raise your prices. I want you to stand in front of the mirror and get yourself to a place where you believe that seven people want to pay you at 3,500 plus the 20 that are working with you. So there's going to be a fight. And I want you to, and then I want you to say out loud to the mirror, I want you to have the re-up conversation with yourself to the 20 people who are working with you. And I want you to have the conversation with the seven people on your wait list and practice saying it. Mm. What will it be like to come out of my mouth when I believe this is true? Yeah. And just let yourself like play, like see what would be different if you act like not to a real person, just fake in the world. I do this all the time by my, by the way, I do it though quietly. Like I talk to myself and my husband sometimes catches me and he'll be like, Ooh, something good's going on over there. What are you talking about? <laughs> just pitching people in my brain. <laughs> I want you to try it. I want you to let it get it out of your mouth. Whatever you would say to them about like $3,500. They don't even need to know that you've raised your prices, but let's just pretend that they ask you. Oh, I noticed that's higher than your website. How, why is that? What do you say next when you mm. believe the answer will be exciting to them versus troubling to them? Mm. What? That's right, y'all. All right, you've got your marching orders. You ready? Yeah, thank you. Okay, and post in 2K for 2K, let us know. Keep, okay. keep us updated, okay. All right. All right, this is a really good question. Um, so someone says, how do you talk about being in demand if it is just a thought, if you don't have a wait list? So what I'm not saying is to talk out into the world about being in demand if you aren't. I never recommend um, like, You'll see people that sell this way where they're selling to, um, I have five spots left. I have four spots left. I have three spots, three spots left, right? I don't love that. I always think that that typically, it's not always, but typically people do that when they are, when they have those spots left and they feel like they have to push people to take them. And when you are believing you are in demand, you don't have to push anyone to take them. So you don't necessarily, it's not that you're talking about demand. It's just in the confidence that you share the way you talk about it, the way you present things to people. Like if you don't have a wait list, like I know so many coaches who've never created a wait list, but they're almost full in their practice, but it's just because they're simply not thinking of themselves in demand. So they're not going out and making offers for people to get on their wait list. Like one of the things I told my team is we've got to make, we've got to get out there and offer for double the amount of people we did this year to get on our 200K wait list. And the same is true for $2 million group. We've got to start a wait list for $2 million group. It's never been opened before outside of my 200K mastermind until now. We're going to start one for $2 million group. And so we're going to get the word out, right? We're going to make sure that the people all the way at the back of the line know that there is a wait list and that they need to be signed up on it. It's kind of like I went to the zoo in um, Phoenix and there was a huge line and someone came walking down the line and was like, hey, do you guys know you can buy tickets online? Yeah, if you want to just go to this website, you can buy tickets online. And she was just walking up and down the aisle telling people, hey, you can buy tickets, just sign up right now. That's the same thing for your wait list. Hey, did you guys know I only coach 20 people at a time and I'm almost full. If you want to get on the wait list to get the opportunity to have those next spots, you want to enroll right here, right? Or you want to message me if you're interested so I know, right? And I can let you know when I have a spot available, right? Or if you're like, it's even just before you have your spots filled up talking about, hey, did you know you can work with me? Making offers so loud and so frequently that everybody in the back of the line can hear. What often happens for a lot of you guys is you guys have a huge line. You're just not saying it enough and loud enough for everybody in the back to hear. All right, who's next? All right, Tanya Mitra.
Someone anonymously says, anonymously says, how do you feel about your pricing, Stacey? I'm feeling like I'm, uh, how do you like to feel about your pricing? I'm feeling like I'm undercharging for my first mastermind for the results I'll deliver. I want it to be a no brainer for my clients. Me too. I love to undercharge. Even my 200K mastermind, it's an undercharge at $25,000. You get six months with me, a live three day event where we teach you everything you need to know to make 200K. And you get one-on-one -on -one coaching every single week. You get peer coaching and we do group focus times every single week where the mastermind works together to create copy and to get feedback and to like have the energy of a group while they're working on their launch and doing things. It's, there's literally no better program in the entire industry. It's a no brainer. And, and you make 25K or we give it back to you. We give you your 25K back. It's a no brainer. I love to undercharge and I love, love, love to feel like I'm going to over deliver every time. I'd rather do that than increase my price and have to work up to it. All right. What you got? Is it yeah. Tanya or Tanya? It's Tanya. Tanya. Okay. Yes. Tell me about your demand. All right. So I am doing my first ever launch and, Great. um, it, I'm launching in January, so I'm, I'm ramping up for it. Problem is, it's kind of a new offer. This is going to be my second full cohort. So the first one kind of landed on my lap. I'll tell you what it is. I coach South Asian women who are in a relationship with a Black partner. So it's very niche, very specific. And it's my lived experience. And that's, it's sort of a separate branch of my, like, just general life coaching business. But okay. it's an opportunity that I saw in the market. And I have all these thoughts about, I know I'm like literally the only person that can coach on this, but I am having such a hard time believing that people will find me because I don't have an audience specifically for this yet. And that I am the person that they're going to come to for this. Like, I, I don't know why I'm having such a hard time believing it because I know that I can help them. My first cohort was really great. Everybody ended up private coaching with me after the cohort was done, but I'm just, I think I'm just nervous. Like I'm in a really nervous energy because it's like my first time doing it for real. Yeah. So I want to take you from nervous to certain. Okay. <laughs> I want you to be certain that there are, how many people do you, how many people in the world do you think are in this, are South Asian, is it South Asian women in relationship with a black man or? Black man, black woman, doesn't matter. Okay. Okay. Black individual. How many people do you think are in that situation in the world? There are a lot and, you know, there are a lot of different markets globally that I know that I can, you know, tap into right now. I, my clients come mostly from the U S and the UK, okay. um, but Canada, Trinidad is like the Caribbean is huge. I know the middle East, there's an opportunity, but okay. I, just, I don't know and why. What's I'm the struggling. one place that all those people hang out? Social media. So great. All right. So now we know where they hang out and what are we going to do knowing that they're all looking for help and they Go all want them. to be involved in this and how are you going to do that? Knowing that they're, that they're going to be so excited when they find you. Just keep talking to them, I guess. Just keeping, keep putting myself out there, which okay. be specific I've been hesitant to, to, find to them. do. Sorry. Go ahead. But be specific. What are you going to do to find them? They're out there and they're waiting right? You're like the speakeasy, right? They just don't know like what block is it on? There was a place in LA. What was it called? Um, oh my God. It was so cool. It was like on Hollywood Boulevard. It was a salsa club and like burlesque show. And you had to like know where it was and have reservations. And there was literally just, it didn't even like, you couldn't even see the doors. You had, there was just two guys in black suits with like things in their ear. And you just had to know that that was it. I cannot think of the name right now, but it was such a cool club. All right. This is you, right? So you just have to make sure they know where to go. All right. right? So if that's true, what is your move? What do you do? Position myself in front of them. How? Finding where they hang out. We already know they hang out on social media, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know the answer to that question. That's probably the biggest problem I have. I'm just going to give it to you. Okay. Just for Please. time's sake. Okay. You're going to post on social media. Uh-huh. Let's just say Instagram. Yeah. And you're going to make hashtags that they would be searching for. I'm doing that same Yeah, I know. You're going to do it bigger. You're going to do it more often. You're going to do it with a lot more belief. You're going to find creative ways to get more people telling more people about it. 
All right. Because it's not just your voice. It's their voices. They know other people and they're going to tell them about it. You're going to go on Facebook, right? Wherever it is. I've had like three people tell me recently, some posts they did went viral. And I've been thinking about that a lot. I'm like, what makes something go viral? Mm -hmm. Their thoughts created content that nailed it. Right? right now you don't need to be trying to go viral. I'm just saying your, your presence online. Like I was thinking about this with $2 million group. I told my team, I really want to create a whole new Instagram just for million dollar content. And they were like, what? That sounds like a terrible idea. And I was like, well, listen, ever since there was a like two year period where my coach didn't want to coach on business. And so she just didn't coach us. And we like kept meeting together and we were just like dying for her to reenact the group. And that entire time I was searching for other groups that could coach at the level I'm used to being coached at with the level of mindset and strategy. And I was all over Instagram and I was like trying to search all the different hashtags, all different things. And I found nothing. And I'm like, okay, there's gotta be a lot more of me out there. Right. So yeah. I just want you to be thinking about the people that are searching and trying to find you. You're so much more motivated when you're like, they are actively putting hashtags in. They are actively putting key terms in. Maybe they're going to Google, but they're actively putting those things in and they're trying to find you. And your yeah. job is to guess what, what, what are they searching for? How do yeah. I get my content to answer their search? Yeah, for sure. Like, I think my my hesitation comes from, I guess, a lack of belief that they even think that there's a problem. And then how do, how do I insert myself? Like, Hey, I'm the solution. Yeah. But that's not true because you've already done a cohort. I sure have. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is why this is so important. Y'all. This is why I said, I'm going to coach people who have made 25 K or more. And this is why it's so important. And, and why I have that, that revenue requirement for the 200 K mastermind is because it's a very different conversation when someone comes to me and they're like, I don't have proof of concept at all, but I'm like, you do. So that's just moot moving on. Yeah. No, I totally do. <laughs> I think I just have a lack of belief that they want to pay to solve this problem, but even though, true. yes, I have proof. No, I have paid you. Right. So it. listen, instead of saying for all of you, instead of saying, I have a lack of belief, I want you to do a one simple reframe. Are you ready? And you're going to mm -hmm. say it to yourself from here on out. It's not that I don't have lack of belief. The sentences that I keep saying to myself, right? That's it. Not I have lack of belief. I keep repeating sentences in my brain that take me away from my demand, that keep me from believing in demand. I love that. I right? love that. Like that's that's true. That's, yes. all it is. that's totally the truth. It's just, I could totally just replace that with other sentences, especially because I believe that I'm literally the only person that can do this work. Yeah. So I believe that. And you have proof. I know. People What's do want to pay you. They do want to pay you. And listen, for all of you, this is like, I'm going to speak to the people maybe who don't have proof of concept yet for a hot second, but some of you, even when you have proof of concept, you still do this to yourself, but don't, don't choose niches or offers that you're not willing to fight like hell to find the people and believe that people want it. Right? So you've got to ask yourself, do I want to believe this? Do I want to fight for this offer? Do I want to like direct the people, the line of people into my, into my life in this way. Right. Yeah. And if the answer is yes, then you've got to choose sentences from that moment on that make you feel expansive and then, and the people surrounding you. And I bet like I took you really big. I don't typically do that. I took you really wide, like into like a year from now, two years from now, like in growing a big audience for it. But truly I want to offer it that whatever you did to get the first cohort, just do that again, but better. Yeah. And I think that that's what I'm doing. I already have two people enrolled and it has been. Of course started. you do. Yeah. <laughs> started until the end of January, but yeah. yeah, my brain is offering a lot of thoughts that yeah. I, and, and I'm fighting them. I am fighting, yeah. but I'm, I'm like, I just wanted to come up here just to get reinforced like that, yeah. you know, I can replace yeah. these thoughts with new thoughts. I know that. You can. But and listen, your people are in line and likely they have sentences in their brains too, right? right. Everybody's brain's offering them sentences. And there are sentences that they say to themselves that make them feel compelled to get help 
And then there are sentences that they say that tell them to wait till tomorrow. Yeah. Right? So we have to be on top of our sentences so that we can help other people be on top of theirs. Yeah. And it's that same sentence that stops us from taking action today. Right? Because like, right. it's that same sentence that I'm telling myself that's stopping me from doing the post or whatever is, is yeah. that exact same thing. It's the same sentence that stops them from Googling where to get the help. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right, as usual. Um, but, like, this is the lesson for everybody to learn here. It's so important. You guys have got to stop saying, talking about it, like, beliefs, like, that aren't changeable, that are just kind of, like, you're stuck with. And, like, notice that you just have sentences in your mind. And even when you have actual, tangible, factual proof of the opposite, your brain is still going to try to get you to keep thinking the sentences that feel like shit. It's yeah. just a protection mechanism. They, your yeah, brain would much rather you like go sit on your couch than put yourself out there in the world and claim this niche and claim this help that you're offering people and serve people at this level in this way. Totally. Yeah. I'm replacing the thoughts like right now. Yeah. And listen, I'm going to just give you one other thought. Are you ready? Yes. This is a good one. It's okay. juicy. Okay. You said at the very beginning, the problem is dot, 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 it's a new offer. I just want to offer to all of you. I never think that about a new offer. The problem is it's a new offer. I always think, oh my God, it's a new offer. It's so new. It's going to be so exciting. It, like the way that I think about starting it and the way I think about people anticipating it feels really exciting. Yeah, I love that. And that's true even for if I have not built up the wait list yet, right? That's true for my $2 million group. I've never, ever um, sold it outside of 200K before. It's always been you had to be in 200K. You had to learn the advanced selling concepts, get in the room. And I, I want to just kind of walk you guys through my, my, my process because I don't have a wait list for it, but I'm opening it up. And the reason I'm opening it up is because I know I have a human brain too, Think, trying to think of how to explain this, but I know deep in my bones, the demand is out there. Okay. I also know I haven't done the work to yell in the back for all of the people to know. Right. Yeah. But I'm in this uncomfortable place where I'm like, Oh, like I haven't started that work. I don't have that result yet. Right. I know what you guys feel like when you're in that place. And I'm like, what my, and I, I haven't started the wait list yet, but I was like, I've got to start selling it. I've got to start talking about it. I've got to start somewhere so that I can start telling people, right, with the megaphone, because that's the only way the wait list is going to come in is if I start getting it out there. Yeah. It's like yeah. opening up a cupcake shop and expect, or no, let's go back to the, uh, what was it called? The, um, the salsa club, Right. Imagine if they like had the black doors and the two guys out there, but they never told anybody that it was there. How would there be demand for it? How would we know it was there? Right. And it was like a word of mouth thing. I went there with a, I went to visit a friend and then my friend was like, oh my God, there's this place. We've got to go. You're going to love it. I just, I wish I could remember the name. Someone on this call probably knows this place <laughs> and maybe it's even closed by now, but like, it was like, they had to get the word out. Right. Mm -hmm. So even if it's uncomfortable in the beginning, You've got it. Like the whole reason to do the work is because you do know there are people out there who need the work and yeah. you just haven't spoken loud enough where they know where to go to get it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to use that thought. I need to speak more loudly and more clearly and more directly and more often and more often. That's it. Yeah. And you will do that. Listen, for all of you listening, you will do that over and over and over and stay in this high value cycle where you're constantly doing that exact cycle over and over and over saying it loud saying it saying it clear saying it with confidence saying it often you will do that when you are focused on the people waiting to work with you and waiting to get that help even if they don't know yet that it's coming from you every time you start thinking maybe there aren't people you're going to pull back your actions you're going to pull back how loud how proud how often you say it every time. So if you, if you notice yourself pulling back, just know that you've slipped on thinking about the people who are Googling right now and trying to find you. Right. Okay. Okay. I got it. Okay. Thank Perfect. you. You're so welcome. That was such a good one. All right.
We got time for one more. Oh, this is a good one too. While I get someone on. Okay, Susan Vernasik. This is a really good one while we transition. So Maureen says, can you coach on believing people can pay in full and figure it out? Listen, I want to offer to you that no matter what you're charging now, how new you are and what your money situation is, there are people who want to pay in full and will pay in full and have the ability and the means to pay in full. I'll just tell you a quick story. I had signed three clients, maybe four, over an eight-month period. And I literally had no money. And I was supposed to go to this wedding in Tampa, Florida with one of my best friends from college. And I was so destroyed. I had to call her and tell her I literally can't afford to drive down there and come see you and stay in a hotel. Like, I just don't have the money. And then I thought, let me get really creative. Let me incentivize people to pay. Because I was they, I was doing the payment plans, $100 a week. And I got consults signed up. And I just said, listen, it's this much a week. Or if you pay in full, I take 10% off. And I signed three people back to back and got $30,000 deposited into my account in one week. I didn't even believe that people were willing to pay in full. I just thought, let me give them an offer that would incentivize them to do so. And they did. They were like, oh, everybody wants to save money. Everybody wants to save, oh, it's 10% cheaper. If there's an option for that in my life, I will pay in full every single time. And sometimes I prefer to pay in full. I just don't want to mess with the payment plan. I just hired a concierge doctor, $5,000 a year. He's like, it's $450 a month or $5,000 a year. And I was like, oh, can I just pay in up front? I don't want to think about it again. And I don't want to feel like I'm paying $500 a month. If I don't use it one month, then I'm going to be like, oh, that was money unused. But if I think of it more of like a, a service that's just, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A, um, a retainer. I feel so much better to be like, I have a doctor on retainer, paid for, done. Yes, right? Those, just explore, like, what are the thoughts that people would be thinking that would make them feel excited or desire to pay in full rather than make a payment plan? Come up with a lot of them and then think those sentences instead of the ones you're thinking now. All right, Susan, are you ready? Oh my God. Can you hear Let's me? Go. Can yeah. you hear me? Yeah. So I'm hiding because I have eight-year-old twins and they're both sick. Oh, and no. I know. But this <laughs> training all week, I have been just like thinking the thoughts. Like I'm in demand. Of, and I had an hour of sleep last night, which I know you can relate with your newborn, right? Yes, I can. Um, and so <laughs> you forget what it's like until they're they're sick and they're up all night with nightmares and fevers and whatnot. But I wake up this morning and I'm like, I do not want to do life today because I'm exhausted. Yeah. Me too. And I woke up. The same spot. <laughs> and I woke up to an enrollment in my course. Yes. And I was like, it's working. And all of a sudden but, you have energy to do your day. Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, I'm pumped. I get my coffee. I'm like, I'm ready. Yes. But thank you so much for all of this. And thank you for everybody who so is welcome. coming on and sharing and being vulnerable. I mean, yeah. it's so, so helpful. Um, so what I've been struggling with, and I've been working on all this and impl implementing everything that you've been yes. teaching, I am, I've been, I joined two years ago, I think on Christmas Eve, it was my gift to myself invested in your program. So far, 2K, 2K for 2K. 2K, 2K so for good. 2K. Okay. And I made it back within the first month. So And fun. I have been making, 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 making money. Um, this summer was the first summer that I sold out my one-on-one -on -one coaching. Okay, so fun. And that was drama because I had two offers and I was going back and forth with my group, my one-on-one. -on -one, and then I got clear. It's like, let me just focus on one. Yep. And then I filled that up. And then I went to marketing to focus on filling my group. Okay. So now the drama is I have um, a spot that opened up for my one-to-one. -one. And it's so silly because I'm like, wait, so now what am I going to market and I'm trying to think, well, I'm in demand, but my the thought that's stopping me from emailing my current, well, I only emailed my current clients. I haven't put it out publicly about the one spot because I'm like, oh, they're going to say, they're going to think I'm not good because I have an opening. What? I know. I know. And then, and then I'm working on it. I'm like, well, no, I have an opening. Like you were talking about yesterday. Doors are open. You're finally can go, but it's still not hitting me. I'm like, no, I lost, like, one client didn't renew, which she- I want you to imagine, renewed. though, that you never had renewals. 
I have a client in my $2 million group who um, is going to make more than a million dollars next year. She's very close to a million this year. So she'll likely double next year. And she does group and program and her group, they don't renew. It's new clients every single time. And her so what if you had an offer and I worked with a one-on-one coach once that was like, it was just a one-time thing. You just do it once. Mm. Oh. And listen, I want to coach you also on not having that thought, even if they do renew, but I just want you to just take a second to think there are coaches out in the world who just don't coach people beyond one time. And no one, your clients don't know, by the way, did y'all know your clients don't know anything about the inner workings of the industry? So they don't know if people are renewing or what renewals even mean. Half the coaches yeah. I speak to are like, what do you mean by renewals? It's so true. <laughs> it's so powerful. And even, and even just my recent client who's not renewing, she really doesn't really need my one-on-one -on -one right now. She doesn't, I mean, she does yeah. it because she's killing it and she's got my group and office hours where she, so it's yeah. like but I'm just making it mean so much more. Right. You're just choosing sentences that are not like you're literally choosing sentences of the opposite of demand. You believe in your demand, but you're telling yourself, see, I'm not in demand because I have a spot open. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Versus yeah. this is a coveted spot. Yeah, I know. And that's what I do. I'm like, well, how do I word it? What do I, and then I get caught up in the drum of like, saying the right thing yeah and this is what i meant by today's teaching is you will over talk and over communicate totally and oversell it so me yeah. if you're thinking that it's a bad thing you're going to try to make it seem like a good thing mm. so me yeah dead on yeah so i just want you to find the place where whatever like whatever sentences you're saying about that it's just literally stop believing your brain don't mm -hmm. even entertain it you have one spot left and this person is going to get this result they've been dying to get and they get to get it from you working one-on-one -on -one together. How yeah. amazing. Yes. They're the luckiest person on the world. What if they're like the last one-on-one -on -one person you ever work with? So true because I'm working on that. I'm working on this one. Yeah, no. Right? So like, true. I remember when I was pitching the, the last store I ever worked, I had made 100K in my business and I was calling it quits. And so I, I was in a mire in Michigan selling slicers and they had sent like 500 slicers and I was almost sold out. And it was like the last store. And so every announcement I would go to make, I would get so choked up. I would have to like stop the announcement and restart. I'm like, this, I'm going to cry now thinking about it. I'm like, this is going to be the last audience I ever like perform for. This is it. Right? Like, what if you tried that energy on? Mm. And I didn't know, let me just be clear. The rate that I was selling, I was like, I had that experience like four times in a row. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wait, wait, I have enough to do one more show. Oh, wait, I have enough to do one more show. <laughs> And then I would sweep, I would go through the store and like find all the set downs where people change their mind and I would gather them all up and take them back. And I'm like, I have enough for one more show, right? Until it just like ran out and I really didn't have enough for one more show. But like, that was the experience. Like this could be my last one. Like, I want you guys to think about that level of demand. That's so true. That's so good. That's a really good thought. I love that. Yeah. So just practice that one. And when you're really in it, make your offer. Okay. Thank you. And be willing to make it more than once because the perfect person for your offer might be the person that's in the very back of your line. Yeah. Yes. But you're never going to stop believing that they're there, right? You're thinking about right. them there. And likely right. it's going to be like the first person who hears about it, right? But just in case, like I might even do applications. Who knows? If you're like really thinking about demand, you're like I have one spot left. Yeah. And we have a ton of people on the wait list. I want to find the person that this is going to be the best fit for. Here's the application. I don't know. Yeah. It's just like when you thinking when you're thinking of being in demand, you have a lot yeah. more choices. You get a lot more creative, right? Yeah. Totally. All right, like I if there's that. 20 people that want to work with you, I'd want to work with the person I was most excited to work with. So I'd probably 
do an application or at least a consult process. I'd probably say who want, you know, there's one spot. I've got 10 people wanting it. I'm going to do consult calls this week and then I'm going to close that person or whatever, right? Like it's not how, what you say. It's just like the energy. Like that's probably what I would do is I'd be thinking about, I want to work with the best person of all yeah. of these people. The one that I'm going to be the most excited to work with and I feel the yeah. most confident I can help. Yes. Oh, that's good. That's helpful. Good. Thank you. You're so welcome. Look at you killing it. One hour of sleep with oh. babies at home. Well, let me tell you, I'm big on my daily appreciations and I usually do three every day. She was three times. I'm like, I'm just going to use her three times. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So good. All right. Thank you. You're so welcome. Y'all, that's our call for today. Okay. So listen, I made a mistake and I said that today we were going to talk about troubleshooting when you're in demand, but the sales aren't happening. But I forgot about today talking about overcomplicating how you say it and your offer and communicating it. Forgot about that day. So we did that today. So we're going to do troubleshooting tomorrow. So make sure you come. Also save some time for after the call. If you guys have questions about 2K for 2K, 200K mastermind, $2 million group, I will stay on to answer those questions. I want to make sure you get to help me create the luxury swag bag of your dreams. And I want to make sure that you get first dibs, first to apply, first considered, first accepted for our 200K open enrollment. All right. And get you on the train to making 200K. I will see you tomorrow.